0: people always say like if you do what you love you'll never work a day in your life and i call like bullshit like that's fake news Mm -hmm.
1: hello beautiful people it's jenna and sophie and this is my 20 somethings podcast we're back with
0: another exciting episode and we can't wait to introduce you to today's incredibly inspiring mentors
1: plural Whoa, for those of you who are new here, we're Sophie and Jenna and we are two 20 something year old best friends who started this podcast to create a community of those of us just figuring this all out. Every other week we bring you advice, guest mentors and personal anecdotes so you never have to say I wish I knew that in my 20s. These two ladies have been
0: huge mentors for me personally and I can honestly say that so much of my professional knowledge is owed to them. They are huge role models for me and I knew that I had to bring them on the pod.
1: And if you haven't gotten it from our title already, this episode is all about entrepreneurship, being a badass woman in business, and the realities of starting a business with your best friend. This episode is incredibly relevant to us as we just started a business which blossomed first from a friendship. We're being a little selfish here and are so excited to learn business tips and tricks from these amazing women. These two business moguls, no pun intended, appear to have cracked the code for working with your bestie and we want in on all the secrets.
0: As young adults, one of the biggest challenges that we face is choosing a career path. In some ways, we're forced to choose a path at such a young age that finding your place in the world can feel very intimidating. Choosing between either climbing the corporate ladder, freelancing, or building a business of your own based on your passions are all options that you face as you go through your twenties.
1: We're sure that many of you out there have toyed with the idea of starting a business of your own, but are concerned with the complexities and obstacles, especially for women in business. As we have said so many times, our mission here is to relieve some of the anxieties that come about in your 20s by giving you access to mentors who've walked in your shoes before.
0: I am so thrilled to finally have the co-founders of City Moguls, Danny Kagan and Victoria Marshman on the show. A little backstory. Victoria and I met a long time ago when she started to teach at my dance studio back when I was in high school. She was always a teacher that I looked up to and I was always interested in what she did outside of the studio with her company City Moguls. But I was always just kind of watching from the sidelines and seeing the really incredible work that she was doing on her stories on Instagram. Over a year and a half ago, pre-pandemic, we connected backstage at our studio's competitive showcase, and one thing led to another, and now I've been working very closely with Victoria and Danny at City Vogels for over a year.
1: Welcome, Danny and Victoria. We're so, so happy to have you. Vic, if you can, just give us a quick little idea of who you and Danny are as a pair, what you do together, and a little history behind your amazing partnership.
2: Yeah, of course, you girls are amazing. And I'm just listening to you both. And, you know, if something like this existed with when Danny and I were in our early 20s, I feel like we'd be like on to our fifth business. Like it's you really are helping girls uh, learn new things and things that they should know in their 20s and accelerate their growth and achievements. So kudos. But Um, A little context for who Danny and I are and how this all began. So we actually met in our 20s, Um, in our early 20s. We met during our university days um, at the University of Toronto. We were both auditioning for the dance team uh, way back early. I want to say like 2011, a long time ago, over 10 years ago. And it was a very serendipitous moment. We made eye contact at that audition and there was just some kind of connection that could not be explained. And one thing led to another and Danny and I ended up taking over that dance team, bringing it to a whole new level while we were in university. And that truthfully is where our entrepreneurial journey began together. Uh, Danny, I don't know if you want to take it from there yeah i mean we we
3: took over the dance team we became the co-captains of the team we started running all these fundraisers so i don't know if you said this i just totally zonked out for a second um, okay <laughs> i'm really pregnant uh, we yeah so we became the co-captains of the team it was so much fun we loved like putting on fundraisers for the dance team because we got no funding from the university so we had to do it all of ourselves um and we really like that also was a predecessor to us kind of being like we need to kind of showcase the creative and arts community because they're not getting enough funding and showcasing and um like a spotlight on them so we created this um this fashion dance music charity event uh to really give back to the community and um give a spotlight to the kind of different dance troops and music troops and local fashion designers and give them that space. And we thought we, it would be like, you know, 50 people, our, our friends, some family, and uh, we'd raise a couple bucks for charity. And lo and behold, we had like 200 people out at our first event. We raised $5,000 for an amazing Canadian cause. And, and Victoria and I, I remember we ran to each other at the back of the of the stage At one point in the show, when we were like, oh my God, this is really good. We really have something here. And it was like a light bulb moment that we were so loving and passionate about bringing people together in a really unique way. So we ran that event for several years. And that was kind of the birth of City Moguls, uh, because we really kind of took that event after working in the corporate and nonprofit worlds for a number of years. And we really took that event, spun it on its head, and created. Um, what is now the mogul awards and uh, one of our biggest events through city mogul so
0: that's a little context for you so like I, I always say this I feel like dancers have like special bonds mm-hmm. I mean our listeners know that Jenna and I are dancers and so such strong relationships like the fact that your business relationship stemmed from an audition at like a dance team is incredible and in, like what it's led to
1: but neither of you were like business majors in school.
0: No, we were not. Victoria um, was pre-med
3: and I was poli-sci and we thought we were going to do completely different things and we just couldn't like we couldn't not do the dance thing and we couldn't not do the like event planning thing. We just loved it so much. Um like yeah, you're so right. Dancers have such an incredible bond. Like it's really, it's unexplainable. It's, it is hard to explain, but there's like this innate, innate bond between dancers. And there's no, it's no surprise that like most of the people who work with us and for us are dancers. <laughs> but yeah, we, we definitely felt like we just couldn't, I mean, we just felt like so passionate about bringing people together and doing kind of unique things and creating things and being artists. And that was kind of how it all started.
1: Oh, wow
0: love it so before we dive into our like super juicy questions we want to know if if you would say that entrepreneurship is for everyone so like for our listeners should there be anything stopping them from pursuing an entrepreneurial path if they have a business idea that they're like super passionate about in short like who should keep listening to this episode before we go any further
2: Mm, that's a that's a great question and I think A hard one, because it's like anything in life, you don't know if you're an entrepreneurial type until you give it a go and put your all into something and really try it. I'm a big believer that, you know, it's not based on personality or or, you know, what degree you have or, you know, who your parents are a lot of it, a lot of it has to do with, you know, your work ethic your resiliency your willingness to do whatever it takes to figure how you're going to do this business and your passion and a lot of those things can't be taught so you just are if, if it's something you are so fiercely in love with you're going to figure out how to do it so i am a big believer that it's worth giving it a shot But certainly entrepreneurship is not for everyone. And you realize within six months to a year, if it is really the right path for you. Yeah, I feel like it's entrepreneurship is that that thing that I think
3: like everyone does have in them. Like, I do think everyone has like a bit of entrepreneurship within them. It's more so like, how are you going to pursue it? And like Vic said, like, do you have the resilience to continue pursuing it? Because it's not an easy path. And I think that a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to have flexibility with my schedule and I'm going to have, you know, uh, more time for myself and I can, you know, make my own money. And while all those things are true and great, um, it's not so it's not so cut and dry. And I think that as long as people know that going in, then I think that path makes it a lot. It makes that path a lot easier because you know that it's not going to be just kind of like a. I'm going to get there in a couple years. It's an uphill battle every day, but it is is really worth it if you do want to take it.
1: Right, that's what it seems. It seems like it's something that a lot of people see the benefits of, but then they also get a little too intimidated by all of the risks that you're taking. So, I mean, I loved what Victoria said about you can try it for a year, you can see if it's something that interests you and is something that you can eventually grow into something larger than just merely an idea. And then you'll know within that first year if it's something that really just flows naturally,
3: yeah. And you, you like the word you use, Jenna, like be like taking risk. Mm-hmm. That is a, that is an entrepreneurship at its core. Are you willing to take the risk? Because the risk can be really worth the reward, but you have to be willing to be risky and lose up, lose everything potentially.
2: Mm-hmm. And the and the stakes as you go through your entrepreneurial journey, coming from experience, get higher and higher and higher. So initially it, you know, when Danny and I were first starting stuff together, the risk was pretty low. We were both living at home. Like the startup, the idea of starting a business wasn't too, too scary because we, we had a bit of security, but you know, for Danny and I now, Danny's about to have a child. I ha- we both have mortgages. We have like real life adult things like this, this path we've chosen is still very risky you know, because of things like a pandemic, where we had to completely restart our business. So you never know what curveballs are going to be thrown at you. Um, so you have to be really open to the idea of the carpet being swept under you every single day, because it really does an entrepreneurship. I love that. Yeah, we were not, we were not living
3: at home, you and I, we both knew that when we were 18, my love. Oh, yeah, you're right.
2: Okay, we were living in like student housing where it was... Mm -hmm. We were
3: living in cheap, really cheap rentals. We were living
2: in the annex in Toronto where it was like $400 a month.
1: (laughs) It was so fun though.
0: I love that though. Real life adult things. So basically what I'm hearing is that they should continue to listen to learn more about if it like sparks a little light bulb for them. But also because a lot of our listeners are in their younger 20s and they don't have like real life adult things necessarily it's a good time to start considering it.
3: It's a great time. Like pursue the passion. See if it can become a business. Like, like you know, that's the other thing. Is your, is your passion a hobby or is it a business? And mm. it's a great time to explore in your 20s because Victoria and I realized by doing it and actually like taking things into action, putting our ideas on stage or wherever you want to put your ideas. Oh, this is like, We're super passionate about it. And this is how we can create a business around it.
1: Mm, Okay. So taking it back a little bit more to you two specifically, we personally are so interested in the fact that you guys started as friends first and you still have that friend relationship, but also you are now business partners. So I think what we wanna know is, is there this perfect recipe for mixing friendship and business together? And how do you two manage to maintain both equally?
2: nothing is perfect right that is for sure and i would say you know over the years danny and i have very much looked at our relationship as a marriage like she has her husband i have my boyfriend but we are married and our baby is our business um and you have to really be willing to commit through it all especially in our early years we butt heads a lot we our our egos came into play sometimes we had a lot of difficult conversations conversations that you know I haven't even had to have with you know my parents or other important people in my life like some of the most difficult and important conversations in my life have been with Danny but coming out on the other side we we've both been committed so fiercely to one another and seeing through on what we're passionate about our business, that we're willing to do whatever it takes to um, keep our relationship strong. And Danny's really good at explaining the why behind why our relationship has really evolved to be strong. So I'll throw it to her for that.
3: Well, I was just going to say too, I think we're really good at um, making making time and carving out time for friendship stuff. And that's really hard when you're working day in and day out on your business because you're taking care of the business. Like that's your main goal together. That's all you want to do. But when you're working with someone who you actually like spending time with (laughs) and you're actually best friends, you have to carve out time to kind of have friendship things and do things that are non-work to make sure that your bond is strong. And Vic and I have, have managed to do that really well over the years. It's been a little bit trickier through COVID, but um, yeah, we, you know, we would go out for drinks and make sure that, you know, we'd go out for dinners together. And like, that was super important to have that social time. Um, but yeah, we definitely, I think Vic said it great. Like we have great conversations together and there's some of the toughest conversations Um, Because we're both so passionate about what we do, but they are um, like every time I find that we have a difficult conversation and come to some sort of resolution, we are so much stronger. So if you can find someone who you can have those types of conversations with um, and get through them and get out of them and come out kind of like on the same page, then you've kind of found someone that's going to be with you probably for a very long time. And I'm very lucky to have her.
2: Aww, me too. So, <laughs> so sweet. I'm. I'm. Ve- this is a very heartbreaking podcast for me because I know it's probably gonna be the last one before Danny has her first baby. So, um, it's not for me too. Post baby will be a. Der- there'll be a. they will be a third. Third friend on podcast. So.
1: And find someone.
3: Find a business partner that will let you. Take some time off when you have a baby. If they don't let you, then they're not a good business.
0: Yes. Sophie, you can have time off. Yeah. Thank you so much.
3: (laughs) You too. Thanks.
0: You guys are
3: like, and you guys are like on the same page about so many things. So it's great. I feel like you have a good
0: foundation. It's funny. Like looking from the outside at your business, like business and friendship partnership, it it looks like such a strong united front. But I think like how you used marriage as an analogy, it's true. Like you look at any marriage from the outside at a glance, it looks perfect, but you're not seeing the tough conversations. And Jenna and I, like, again, we're only what, six months in. But at the same time, like we've had moments of like, okay, like we're like not on the same page. We end the call and we call back literally 30 minutes later. Like, hey, guess what just happened? And it's like a friend. And you can just tell that like, you're putting on a different hat mm-hmm. and that's been like as like not negating, like not completely forgetting what happened, but you're able to like move past it easily.
1: I see it as like defining boundaries and saying like, this is when I'm Jenna and Sophie business partners and this is when we're Jenna and Sophie friends. And they're allowed to have their own separate relationships and their own separate feuds and things like that. As long as they don't, you know, get too interwoven with one another, it can be a very healthy relationship
2: that's great you guys are already ahead of the game i think the final thing i would share in terms of partnerships is especially when you're in a business relationship with one another sharing feedback and like get you know helping one another be better and grow i wish in my early 20s someone had helped Danny and I realized that like so much of what we were saying to one another was never critical of each other, it was critical of ideas and you know how to do things and you know in our early years I think we used to take what we would say to one another so personally. Um, and we'd get so upset, and it would, you know, it really get to us. And it's it's taken a lot of years for us to realize like that passion about an idea or a decision in the business is not critical at all of the other person. It's it's you know it's business. So I agree with you, Jenna. Setting those boundaries is is helpful. Of course, it's it's they your worlds are going to overlap so much that sometimes it's impossible but really being clear and intentional when you're speaking to one another and knowing in the back of your head, it's always coming from a place of like love, never a Mm -hmm. personal attack. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. And for anyone like listening to, you know, even just Victoria was away for a week and I was like, Hey, so here's the biggest lesson I learned when you were away is that I'm not a solopreneur. And so I think for people listening, solopreneurship is great for a lot of people, they can work alone really well. But if you know, you're someone who needs the accountability, and you like having someone else to bounce ideas off of, like go out and try and find someone who you can work with, because I think it's so important. Um, I'm not someone who likes to just be alone in, in terms of from a business aspect, like I, I love having Victoria there to kind of you know, be creative with, strategize with, have another brain. And I do think it, I I look at a lot of companies and brands that have a partner or co-founders and like really look up to them because they, I think they're, they're able to grow a little bit faster and get to where they want to that, that much easier,
0: if that makes sense.
3: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I mean, they always say two brains is better than one. Like, I, I feel like I've heard that my entire life and it's quite literally applicable to this situation when you have two strategic minds like yours and two very creative minds and putting them together although sometimes they there can be like conflicts at the beginning it like gives you an even stronger thinking path to create such a valuable product at the end. Mhm. Yeah. Interesting. So I guess on similar topics cuz I think it's really easy as a 20-year-old with friends to say, oh my God, let's do this, like without really thinking through what it means because if all of us know anything, it's that it is very hard when you don't have to worry just about your own emotions and feelings and ideas, but you also have to consider someone else's. It's literally like a relationship, but not romantic. So for our listeners, would you consider any like red flags or have any like criteria that like maybe it's not a great idea to go into business with someone like have you seen partnerships that like you knew weren't do not use names but that you knew (laughs) weren't gonna really be successful for any particular reason
2: So I think this conversation is like timely at any stage of business, because you're always going to be building new relationships and partnerships as Danny and I dive in to more advice for all of you listeners, like building relationships is one of the keys to success in building a strong business in whatever you're doing. My biggest learning in my life has been to listen to your gut first like before your mind has a chance to make an opinion on someone else or a decision really like especially as women i'm i'm sure there's a lot of women out there trust your intuition and you, and your gut if you're getting a bad feeling while you're having a conversation with someone about going into business with them or starting a collaboration or you know exploring something that's like the red flag. Like it's your brain can talk you into so much stuff. Like it can talk you into anything, but the minute you get that bad feeling in your belly, like that's that's your body telling you like, this is not going to work out. And I wish someone had told me that earlier cause I've had those feelings over the years and it's always hasn't worked out. So really being in in touch and connection with your gut And that feeling is, is so key for, for making big decisions like these ones.
3: Yeah. Like I couldn't have said it better. Like, like I, I, there, there are a lot of things that I'm not good at a lot. I can make a laundry list, but one of the things that I know that I'm good at is having a good intuition about people. And over the years, especially in my twenties, I would talk myself, my, I would use my brain to talk myself into things, even though my gut was like, this is not a good idea. And I think that it's so important to listen to that gut feeling, that initial reaction, because you'll know right away. And that's like Vic said, she said it so well, like for all of your relationships and all the relationships you're gonna be building with your business, because that gut feeling, it won't, won't go away, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And even when you talk yourself into something, Oh, this is a really good person i want to go into business with or this is a really good person that i want to you know hire um you know but there's something there's something off you listen to that something's off feeling because it's it won't go away
1: Mm -hmm. i'm i've got to bring it back to that whole analogy of like it's like marriage it's like dating because it's that same thing of in other kinds of relationships too you just sometimes know and you just sometimes get that really uncomfy feeling that you just can't quit and I, the same thing happens in business, too, so it's, it's interesting that you kind of just have to s- like suss it out almost and feel it out and see is this something that I can see it going farther or is this something that I'm just getting so, you know, aggravated by and comfortable by that I should just leave it here and say thanks so much and we're going to go our separate ways. Don't settle
0: like you wouldn't settle for a romantic relationship. Don't settle for a business partnership. It's not going to serve you or your business. One thousand percent.
2: You guys are so smart already. Guys are so (laughs) smart. And, you know, for Danny and I, we don't know if you guys know this, but City Moguls actually started as four people. There was four original founders Um, and we the we still have a great relationship with the other two founders and they helped really build the foundations of our signature events, the mogul awards. But things happen in life. So your intuition might be right for the first couple of years and then their priorities might change. And that's what happened with our other two founders. They found other things they were passionate about and, you know, there wasn't an alignment with our val like our values in terms of business of what we wanted to do next so and that's okay the you know you might start out in a partnership with somebody but through the ebbs and flows of life and what happens like you might part ways one day or Mm. you might be stuck with them forever like me and
0: (laughs) right i was gonna say like i and i think Tell me if you guys agree. But just because your gut is telling you that it wouldn't be a good business partnership doesn't mean that it can't be a different kind of relationship. Like your gut will dictate what situation they should be or like what role they'll play for you in your life. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, 100 percent. I think the other really interesting part of your partnership and your whole team in general is that you are a group, a collective of empowered women. And that means a lot, I think for both of us, Sophie and I, uh, we, our whole purpose on this podcast is to empower young women. And we are very, very inspired by the fact that you've built a team of empowered women who work to continuously empower women. So we, you know, would be, uh, I don't want to say stupid, but we'd be stupid if we didn't acknowledge the fact that business in general has been a historically male dominated field. So I think we want to hear from you. How did you remain optimistic and positive, working in a field that wasn't necessarily designed for you to succeed?
2: Hmm. Well, Danny and I, throughout our careers, and you know, Danny uh, touched on this briefly, but her and I both had, um, you know, great careers in marketing and events and uh, the nonprofit world for about uh five six years before we we took the leap into entrepreneurship um and we had some not so nice male bosses throughout our our years in business and learned a lot of lessons on how to not treat people and you know how thinking through how we would want to show up as leaders in our community. And I think the fact that we're an all female team is a bit of coincidence. It wasn't it wasn't on purpose. I think it's um it's just a it's we're we're proud of it, but if there was a great um, man that walks through our door that fit, fit the bar and the, the role that we were looking for, we'd certainly take him on. Um, but for Danny and I, I think one of the biggest things in terms of really having no fear, not feeling like there were barriers in terms of being entrepreneur, female entrepreneurs is we've always surrounded ourselves with women who are 15, 20 years down the line and have really acted as strong mentors for us, helping open doors for us um, you know, modeling that if they can do it, we can do it too. So, uh, Danny and I have been very fortunate to have some strong, amazing female mentors ever since we started our entrepreneurial journey that have really helped us navigate how we fit in and how we want to show up in this world. Yeah, I had, um, and and
3: Vic also had some not good experiences with male bosses, but I had, I went, through three different jobs with three very eclectic, unique men who, and, and, and this is not all men, but these are just my experiences in the corporate world where things were done a certain way. And, um, you know, men were at the top and there weren't a lot of women around me that I could look up to and be like, oh, I want to become like you. Um, and it's hard, like, it's hard not to see yourself at the top when there's no one around you who's, who looks like you. So, um, so I think that was a huge thing when we started city moguls was to bring on these female mentors that we looked up to and we've kept them around for, you know, 10 plus years now, because we never kind of had that experience of having a boss. That was what we wanted to replicate in our business,
0: which is what it's kind of come full circle because now that's what you guys you two are doing for me because you're the woman who i look up to saying like oh i want to do that and that's part of why i started a podcast like it's funny how you kind of put that back into the universe and i'm that little not little but i'm the 20 year old <laughs> girl that i won't like that you kind of you're the mentors that you guys needed when you were my age essentially
2: oh our uh... prize product right here <laughs> <Sophie>. <laughs> If well, I die tomorrow, that's what, that's the legacy. That's what it's but it's all It's true. It's true. It's, you, true. it's so go, true. You like, go through life and you learn, especially in your 20s. Oh, you learn so much. You learn so much. And the flip happens in your 30s and you're like, okay, now it's time to, to make sure. All, well, at least for Danny and I, the flip happened in our 30s. We're like, we got to make sure all the 20-year-olds don't make the same mistakes. We have to give back so it's it's timely that we're we're here chatting with you girls now
3: i mean also like listen the i don't regret having any of those experiences like they were really tough and they sucked at times but like you kind of also have to go through that in your 20s and i think people in their 20s sometimes are like now like oh i just you know want to get to where i want to be like in my early 20s kind of have to go through shit in the mud uh because I think that really did make me stronger. And I think it made it drove me and Vic also to be like, we want to operate in a, such a different way as leaders.
1: I think that all comes from the internet and social media and everyone just posting, I got my dream job and I'm doing this. That was exactly what I thought I'd be doing. And it's true, it makes people not want to suffer through something or, you know, achieve things that they might have not necessarily seen on their direct linear path because it isn't a linear path. It goes up and down and it curves. And absolutely, I think a lot of people in their 20s are avoiding doing things that are going to make you stronger and doing things that you'll learn a lot from because it doesn't seem like what everyone else is doing online. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the
3: online world really like can be scary because Like if you look at me and Victoria's LinkedIn, like, oh my God, she worked at like we and oh my God, she, Danny worked at Roots and this, this really big event production company. And it's like, yeah, but I'm like in therapy at the time because like, I can't handle my boss and Vic is on stress leave because you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't, we don't write that on LinkedIn, like left because of stress leave. Like I left because this boss put me in therapy, like no one's writing that, but we'll say it now because it's true. And, but those things have taught us so much, right? Like we learned so much. We That's where our resilience comes from. And I think entrepreneurs who kind of don't have some of those experiences and go straight to entrepreneurship, um, lack a little bit of that resilience. So like a big piece of advice is always to go, like, just go work for someone for some point in your life. So you can really experience what it's like to work for someone else.
2: Yeah. I I just want to, I want to add one more point here, because I think it's so important for people thinking about entrepreneurship, like Danny said, there's no rush of you can start something, you can start something on the side, but you know, still work for other people, adapt and pick and choose what you like from them. But I will tell you that, you know, it's none of it is glamorous like the highlight reels on social media all of the things that you see that look so glamorous none of it is like for example danny and i uh before starting city moguls we ran an event planning company together and it was me and danny doing all the work picking up boxes getting stuff printed stuffing bags like we I, I like threw my back out at one event and was like hobbling around for three days because we had to do the grunt work and the same mindset goes for starting your business, you're going to have to do everything to start. You know sophie's learned with me over the years there's a there's a lot of stuff in in marketing and building your business that isn't sexy searching hashtags figuring out how to build a content calendar you know messaging random people on instagram like you know did i did i think that's what i was signing up for to be an entrepreneur no but it's a part of the role and i think it's really important for people to realize like it ain't glamorous you might have like an hour once in a while where you do an interview like this and it seems really cool and exciting but most of the time like danny said your face is in the mud and you're crawling through it just trying to stay afloat
1: Mm-hmm. it's so true it's so true and i'm glad that you said also that you know you can be 20 years old and starting something, but you could also be 80 years old. Like it really can happen whenever for you. There is no rush because a lot of people, I believe with a lot of different careers say, you know, my time has passed and I didn't jump at it when I should have. So I am a big supporter in, in the belief that, you know, it is never too late to start again and it is never too late to follow your passions.
0: The other thing I'll say, I've seen this before. It's people always say like, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And I call like bullshit. Like that's fake news. There's no way just because you love what you do doesn't mean that you're not going to have to go through the mud. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have to do the mundane tasks. You can still be super, super passionate and love what you do, but it doesn't mean that there won't be moments where you're like, okay, this isn't the most fun, but because you love it, you're okay. Like you can deal with it. You're not going to want to go on stress leave or need to go see a therapist because you're doing tasks that you absolutely hate for like a business you really aren't feeling connected to like I feel like that's what entrepreneurship is about it's not about never working it's just about being able to like deal with the mundane tasks
1: god who invented that whole phrase about you know you can find a job that doesn't feel like work because it's put so much pressure on so many people because I've done things where I've said like you know I really like it but it was really time consuming. And it felt like a lot of work. And so in my head I'm like, Well, that must not be my passion. But that's not necessarily true. And that's such
3: a good point because I think that society makes you think that like you have to find something you are one hundred percent passionate about. No one's a hundred percent passionate about anything. And I think that it makes people jump around from job to job because they can't deal with like the five percent or the fifty percent or whatever it is that's mundane or you know not as glamorous like victoria said so i think we kind of need to shift the conversation and be like you know it hard work is hard work but it really does pay off Uh, and if you if you're passionate about it at least 90 percent of the time that's that's incredible
0: yeah exactly 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 so going back to women in business quickly um through city moguls again city moguls is not a community exclusively for females however you have been doing a lot of work in the entrepreneurial um, space um, to support women in business and i'm just wondering if you can share with our listeners a little bit about what you're doing and how they can get involved with that
2: yeah so i think with danny and i being female founders and you know being in a, a bit more of an established place we really wanted to give a hand up to female entrepreneurs because they there are you know more barriers and obstacles to overcome in comparison to our other parts i'm not saying that it's 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 As difficult as a male, but um, there is something really special that happens when women get together Um, and Danny and I as connectors and community builders are aware of that so. Recently, over the past few months uh, I kind of kicked off around international women's day we launched our empowered leaders program um so through that program we're offering women's only monthly hangouts our lead her ship power hour uh which happens every second wednesday of the month at 10 a.m it's basically just an awesome gathering of women at all stages of their entrepreneurial journey and we really dive into the the mud and the 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 shit of running a business and we kind of we kind of uh builds each each talk around a central theme so our next one is all about growth so every woman's coming talking about their growth tips and tricks and stories so we've got that going on we have opportunities to be mentored by a female entrepreneur who is you know looking to give back and and mentor an early stage entrepreneur. And then we also, uh, come the fall, we'll be launching women's only mastermind groups, which I'm happy to share more about. Uh, maybe we can drop some more information in your, your uh, notes or whatever, yeah. if you're interested in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, um,
3: the mentorship and the uh, mastermind groups are all part of our Mogul Cruise Accelerator program, um, which is relaunching in the fall. So. Um, You can join as a
0: member of the community and get access to all of those things.
1: Amazing. That's so cool. And if you're interested now,
0: you can head to the City Moguls website, which is www.citymoguls.com or check them out on Instagram at City Moguls. Killer plug. (laughs) It's almost like I work
1: here or something. Almost like it
0: for us that's great
1: okay so our last question on our very intense list that we've been throwing at you we want to know what would you say to the 20 year old girl who is listening right now with an entrepreneurial dream but she doesn't think she's capable of making it into a reality
3: Mm, that's a great question
2: i have so many things i would have said to my 20 year old self i would have said Stop caring about what other people think. Mm. Like the only opinion that matters is the opinion you have of yourself. Especially as an entrepreneur, everybody's going to have opinions about you, your business, what they think's best for you, family, friends. And that's great. And you'll acknowledge them and thank you for their concern. But really, um, the only opinion that should matter is the opinion you have of yourself.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Um, Danny, same question. What would you tell your 20 year old self? What did you wish you knew as a 20 year old? Anything like that? We couldn't let you guys go without asking you guys our (laughs) our signature signature question. question.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I know. I think like Vic said, there's so many things that was, that's a really big one for me as well. Um, and tied to that is, um, your, your ego doesn't serve you. and I feel like uh, I think I, if I had dropped my ego a lot earlier on, I think I would have opened up the space to kind of do more creating, and um, and kind of step into how I wanted to to lead in the world. Um, yeah. So just yeah, the the ego is very, it, it's always there. It's lingering, and it's okay. But I think acknowledging it and being like, I don't need that. And I just, I'm going to do this because I love it. And because I'm passionate about it um, is so, is so crucial. And like Vic said, like, it, like doing things, doing things for also a greater cause, like doing, we, you know, we were always doing that, which I'm really proud of. We were always kind of doing something to give back. It was a really big part of who we were. And I think we could have done it even more. And I think that's something that you can do in your twenties because you're not, you're a little bit more financially stable and you, you know, have dream, big dreams. And I think that it's, it's really something you can start integrating into your business when you're starting out is to just do things for greater good and, meet people and have these relationships for a greater cause other than just business relationships. So. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I think uh, one of the biggest things that Danny and I have done from the beginning, but is very rare in business is we do not see our relationships as transactional. We never, ever, ever expect anything in return for when we give something, if we're, you know, giving advice or, you know, sharing a connection, there's the best way to go about business is to never expect anything back from that person. Um, and that's really like Danny, Danny said, that is doing good and that is serving others. And that's really where the, the you know, at the end of the day, we're getting really philosophical. That's like the whole point of life is, what in your 20s, and your 30s, and your 40s, what can you do for the world to make it a better place to serve others, so that you're leaving, you're leaving your legacy through the work that you're doing. Um, and that really comes from, like Danny said, putting your ego on a shelf, acknowledging it, but not letting it make decisions for you. And get a mentor, get a mentor and use them. Like,
3: I feel like we could have, we had such great mentors and I feel like they were so great with their time and advice. And I feel like I could have, we could have called them up a little bit more and yeah. you know, out more and asked for more help. We thought we knew everything. And it was like, I mean, I'm so glad we were so confident, which is something that can't be taught, <laughs> but we really sometimes thought we knew everything. And it was, it would have been so helpful to kind of just be like reach out to someone who you really admire and you're really, you know, um you really look up to and and actually ask them for for help and advice
2: yeah i think that's a huge huge one especially as young women we feel like we have to like take the world by storm and like you can't ask for help because i don't know why society's told us that's a sign of weakness but they have and it's not it's not asking for help allows you to uh, cut corners and accelerate your growth because you're going to get to the right answer quicker. You'll Mm -hmm. make less mistakes in the long run. And especially entrepreneurs in general are very giving and, and open people because they, they know what it's like, right? Like they, they were there 10, 15 years ago. So, uh, entrepreneurs in particular are very receptive and open to, to giving back and helping the next generation.
1: I'm internalizing like everything in here. Like, I feel the need to go, I'm gonna have to go back in this episode and like make myself a list. Like, this is great for me. Jenna and I are sitting
0: here like sponges. Like, give me all the Uh. wisdom. This was the (laughs) best like session of like, what would you tell your 21 year old self? Honestly.
1: Mm-hmm, we
3: absolutely. go on. We should do another hour of this. Yeah, we'll we can ahead. keep
0: going. We'll do it again someday. We'll do it again. Absolutely. We'll come back to it. But no, I think putting your ego on the shelf, I mean, I know I work on that a lot. I've talked to Jenna about it. She's working on it, too. It's a really tough thing. I don't think it happens in your 20. I think it's a lifelong journey. It's
2: It's totally so, a lifelong journey. It's
0: so much easier said than done. Um, yeah,
2: like I, I remember in our early 20s, if like Danny didn't acknowledge me for like making a poster when we were in dance team, I would look at her and be like, You didn't see what I did? And that was like my ego being like, Acknowledge me, Danny, I made this beautiful poster. Like that's that for people who don't know what their ego is, that's their ego. That's your ego looking for attention and acknowledgement and recognition and oh good job Victoria. Good job Sophie. Good job, Jenna. Like you have to you have to put that little voice away especially in partnerships and especially in entrepreneurship because no one's going to pat you on the back. Like, especially
3: like, there's no one at the top. It's you mm-hmm. You have to be able to pat yourself on the back being like, good fucking job, Danny. Like you're not going to get any recognition from anyone else on this, but good job. And like, that's your, that's a hundred percent saying my ego is out because I can internally, like give myself gratitude and and it's really hard to do so it doesn't happen overnight you're absolutely
0: well wow (laughs) firstly thank you so much I'm sure we could go on for hours but we have you guys have given us and our listeners so much to work with in like such a short amount of time I know. I will listen to this episode quite a few more times, even though I was here, I always need to hear it back um, because there's so many nuggets of wisdom and advice that not just for me, for anyone who listens to, I'm sure if you challenge yourself, you can find one major takeaway for yourself to leave with after this. So I was saying like, and I wasn't saying, (laughs) (laughs) so The reason that we call our guests here mentors is because, like we said earlier, mentors are so, so, so important for any stage of life, but especially in your 20s. So thank you so much, Danny and Victoria, for coming on and being true mentors for our listeners.
3: Thank you for having us.
0: Thank you,
2: guys. We hope that everyone... Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, if anyone out there is thinking about becoming an entrepreneur likes the idea like check city moguls out. We have events going on and you know, you can message Daniel or I on Instagram if you have questions. Um, We always love to give fellow uh, entrepreneurs who are are starting their journey a hand up to realize it is possible.
0: Yeah, Yeah,
3: if you are someone who's um, already started your business and you really want to grow, Uh, this community is definitely for you it is meant and designed for entrepreneurs who are ready to grow their businesses and network and build relationships and join mastermind groups and just be in a community that is so supportive so if that's you come join the community
1: absolutely check it out they are the nicest coolest most knowledgeable gals so we couldn't recommend them more Uh, we hope you learned as much as we did from this episode Danny and Victoria thank you again you are so inspiring to us and we are so grateful to have finally gotten you on the podcast please make sure you connect with them on Instagram correct me if I'm wrong but I've got Danny S Kagan and Victoria Marshman awesome Uh, and if you're inspired to learn more about entrepreneurship also check out City Moguls at City Moguls on all platforms
0: So if you did enjoy this episode, please make sure to subscribe to our podcast and give us a rating. We love reading your reviews. It fills us with so much joy. And honestly, we do a happy dance every single time. So follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and check out more exclusive content at www.my20somethingspodcast.com.
1: Remember to do one little thing every day that pushes you towards your goals. Stay happy and healthy. Bye, guys.